When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast, part two of the Versus miniseries. Today we're talking the guards and the bigs. Let's go! G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at BallBoysNBA and on Instagram at BallBoysFantasyBasketball. Joining me once again, I've got the man, Callum Mack. How are you? Yeah, doing well. Delving into the draft again, which I, I love to do at this time of the year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting time of year, and I'm really getting into it. I love seeing all the different mocks out there and the different big boards and everyone's take on everyone. And it's interesting because we all don't know. You know, I was also reflecting on a... <laughs> Uh, out my big board from last year, and I had a couple of misses. I think um, you know one of the still early though. Still I'll, early. Some of them I'll give you some, yeah, some defense there. Some of them, early. some of them, I, I'm I am reserving my right to sort of uh, give myself another year or two. But you know, someone like a Scotty Barnes, I was you know too low. I think I had him uh, at like six uh, on my big board, and he's obviously a top three guy in that draft. I think it's fairly clear, or maybe a top four, depending on what Jalen Green does, but. You know, it's always interesting to, to go back and sort of see what we're saying about guys in the future and and uh, how right or wrong we are. <laughs> Scotty Barnes was one of my guys. I'll, I'll put yeah. that on the record. Was a fan. Yeah, you, you, we, well, we were fans. I think we were higher than some others, but I don't think either of us had him going. Yeah, you know, I do remember three. you had you had Moody. Moody over I did have Moody, yeah. Barnes. And he's playing good basketball right now. If you've been watching him in the playoffs, he's he's contributing. He's, he's a good he's player. He's playing great defense, yeah. and he's getting shots, gets to the rim. He's definitely showing some sparks. Um, on a championship team, I'd like to see him maybe get 10 minutes a game. We'll, we'll see. I'd like to see him out there. <laughs> right now as a rookie, I think that's fair. Uh, but let's talk about, today we've got, we've got two different categories we're going to run through. We're going to go through the guards first, which won't take us too long because there's not many good ones uh, in this draft. And then we're going to be going <laughs> through some of the big guys which are spread out throughout the uh, first and early second round. So talking guards first. Oh, if you haven't already, check out our first um, episode of this mini-series where we're doing the versus series where we've gone through the top three, the, the, the forwards in Paolo, Jabari, and Chet, and then our the two guards in the top five in Sharp versus uh, Jade and Ivy. Today we're talking about sort of 
the guards in the mid-first, the lottery, and then maybe sort of mid-first round. We're, we're going through three guards in Dyson Daniels, Johnny Davis, and Ty Ty Washington. Uh, I'll throw it over to you, Cal. How do you rank these three? Um, and, and give me a little bit quick one on, on as to why you've got them in this order. Um, I felt pretty comfortable where I landed. I, I have gone on the record and said that I do like Johnny Davis. I think he does have quite a high ceiling if, if the offense does really kind of s- click for him in, in the NBA. There will be more space for him to be able to make moves. Um, I, I think early on, even if he's coming off the bench and they just let him do his thing, I, I do see that as some good potential there. And he can play make. And, and the good thing about him, he's not just the bucket getter. He can play defense as well. So I think his floor is quite high. So I have Johnny Davis um, at the top of, of these three prospects here. I follow it up with a Dyson Daniels. Um, and and then lastly, with a Ty Ty Washington um, to touch on Dyson. I just think, I think he's going to be a great player, good role player. Um, I have compared him to a slightly less athletic Lonzo Ball. I think that's where he can be. He can really push the pace, play up-tempo. And he's got a really, really good um, kind of floater game inside the paint. If he gets there on pick and rolls, it can be pretty deadly. It's a really hard shot to defend in this day and age. And he's um, definitely shown that he can do it. And on top of that, his three-point shooting did definitely progress throughout the college season. So I think there's a fair bit of potential even there as well as a bit of a spot-up shooter if you want to play him as a combo guard. Um, and he's just, he just like a, a kind of, he plays like a savvy vet. He plays like an older yeah. player. I think the IQ is there, which is um, definitely something that is underrated in a lot of drafts. Yeah. Um, and, and then lastly, Ty Ty, he, he's just your classic kind of floor general guy that can come. I see him as probably more a sixth man, but if you bring him off the bench, um, he can just run your offense. I think pretty comfortably smart player um, and, and, you know, can get assists quite nicely. Yeah, I think I I nearly have the same order. I'm just going to flip Dyson Daniels and Johnny Davis for me. I think they're both fairly close. I, I kind of like them both uh, somewhat similar. And then I've got Tato Washington a fair way back behind these guys in like a, a neck the next tier. Um, I don't necessarily think that Tai is a, a lottery type level talent. I think the upside is somewhat limited. I don't think he really. I don't think you really want him to be a starting point guard. Um, like you said, I, I agree. He's a bit of a, a bench player, but he's a good bench player. I think he's going to be someone who can definitely contribute to good basketball. But the upside, I don't really know if it's there. Um, Dyson Daniels is someone to me that has actually been rising up my big board um, somewhat rapidly in the past couple of weeks since we did our big board first um, podcast. At the moment, he is sitting number six on my big board, um, right behind Shaden Sharp there in sort of that first tier of this kind of range, sort of the second half of the lottery. I just, I, I really like the floor. He's the youngest of these guys. He's 19 to Davis's 20. So he's got a year um, on Johnny Davis. I'm, I've, I believe in the shot improving. I think that he is just someone who is going to contribute to winning basketball. I see him as a you know a, a decent level starting guard in the NBA, and I just think that these kind of players and and, and he he actually tested really well at the combine. He um, ended up being like six seven uh, when you know I think he was listed at six five or six six, and his wingspan is even longer at six eleven. He's just someone who is so versatile. You can play him one, two, or three. He can guard uh, one, two, or three. He can play make. He can, um, you know, like you say, get to the rim and finish quite well. Very smart. And I'm, I'm someone who values that a lot in, in the NBA draft, whereas I think someone like a Johnny Davis might not have the IQ 
that Dyson has. He's definitely more of a bucket getter. He can score better. Um, and if he can extend that three into a lethal shot, he's got maybe a higher upside than Dyson. But I just, I'm, I'm so confident with Daniels being a good NBA player that um, I'd be, I'd be probably willing to maybe pick him first above um, Johnny Davis. Yeah, I think the argument definitely is there that um, you could say he's got the highest floor. Yeah, um, that being Dyson Daniels. And, and as you touched on, he's such a smart player. He, you just know he's going to work in the NBA. I, I think yeah. the game's pretty slow for him, and you can tell. Um, I guess he's not that athletic, which maybe <laughs> gives you that impression. Oh, he's not. Um, I wouldn't say he's not athletic. I think he doesn't have eye popping, you know, bouncy athleticism. But he he's quick and he's got good like lateral quickness and and he can get to his spots well. I don't think yeah, it's for, for be, someone his size. Yeah, you know, as you touched on, he did measure really well. So six six in height. Uh, even if he puts on a bit of weight, he can defend wings pretty comfortably, I think, with that kind of size. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, like he, he's got the wingspan, he's got the IQ, and he's got the... Uh, his reaction times are really, really um, good as well, and he's got some good instincts, especially on the defensive end. So for me, I just... I th- and I think he's going to uh, fill a, a role better than someone like a Johnny Davis. I think he's coming from a high usage point of view in college where he was the man. He's not going to be the man in the NBA. Maybe he's like the sixth man, and, and that role actually might be really good for him. Um, but I don't know if like you you want him as a starting guy. If he's going to be the one taking shots away from your better players, I don't know how that dynamic fits in. The one thing I do really like about Johnny Davis is that he's a really good defender and he's got good size as well, like a Dyson Daniels. And I think that at least even if the offense doesn't come along, he's at least going to be uh, a positive on the defensive side of the of the floor. Which is um, as I'm doing all these. Um, rookie and, and draft staff, I'm discovering a lot about myself and that I really, maybe it's the Celtic in me, but I, I really do value defense. And I think it's like the number one uh, thing that boosts you up my board at least and, and versatility on that end. Because I think it's, as we're seeing in the playoffs, especially over in the East, it's um, it, it's what keeps you on the court. Yep. I, I will just touch on uh, Johnny Davis Com- comparison. Um, do, you have, do you have any comparisons to start of Johnny Davis? Johnny Davis, let me have a look. What, what did I have as his comp? I've got... Hold on while I find it. Oh, yeah, I had like a like a Derek White kind of uh, comp, maybe someone like a, a, on a ceiling side of thing, like a Manu Ginobili as someone who I can compare him to. Um, okay. Maybe... Manu, a great player, a yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah, so there's a bit of respect there. Yeah, there's a bit of respect. I like I like him, and I think he if he can get that offense, he he'll be a good player. Um, what, what's your comp? I don't think he's quite there, but I do see some uh, uh, kind of comparisons. Uh, just just to do with my favorite player, Jimmy Butler. Wow, Jimmy uh, Butler. Put it out there. He's not quite there, but I, I can see the signs. It's like, oh, uh, he's a great on-ball defender, off-ball defender. That's like one of his biggest strengths. But he's also really good in the mid-range and can get you a bucket. Yeah. That kind of is what Jimmy Butler is, really. Like, he's a mid-range kind of freak and, and plays awesome defense, one of the best perimeter defenders we have. Um, so for that reason, maybe I'm a bit, a bit biased because uh, that is, like, you know, my guy. I love watching Jimmy. Yeah. And, and in terms of this guy's strengths, uh, that's kind of Jimmy's strengths. I don't think he will become that player, unfortunately. If, if I did, I'd draft him up one. Yeah. Um, but, but maybe that's why I, I do have him a bit higher. Yeah. I, I think it probably definitely fits the ilk of player that you gravitate towards a little bit more than the player that I gravitate towards, which which is fair enough. And, and there's, 
I don't think either of us can sit here and say that, you know, we know better than, than each other, but it's just sort of what our preferences are, which I think is a lot of this kind of range in the draft really anyway. And I think that there's no one standout in this group. Um, do, you, do you agree with me though in saying that Ty Ty Washington is a, maybe a tier behind these two guys? Yeah, I do. I do. As I said before, I do see him probably, I don't, don't quite see him as a starting point guard in this day and yeah. age. He might uh, potentially blossom into that. But given his size um, and, and the scoring is reasonable, but I just don't think it's just someone that could be a defensive liability can really yeah. lift your team that much um, on the offensive end on on a really, let's say a contender. On a contending team, I don't quite see him there being a, a yeah. starting point guard, unfortunately. Yeah. So that's why I do have him a tier below. And and we both touched on Dyson and Johnny's uh, defense. Uh, it is staple parts, especially in this mm-hmm. day and age. Perimeter defense is huge um, with the amount of threes people are getting up and also just being able to defend multiple positions. Yeah. Johnny Davis and Dyson Daniels have that um, advantage on Ty Ty quite substantially. Yeah, yeah I've got Ty Ty um, currently sitting at number 23 on my big board. Um, so I would be... And he's sort of the last of a tier that I'm semi-confident in. Then I start to get into the, the, the range where I could have 15 guys, 20 guys in, in a tier. So um, he's he's sort of at that, you know, later in the first round to me. Um, would you agree with that assessment or, or ballpark kind of area? Uh, I could see him going around the mid-teens. Yeah. So just because higher. there aren't that many point guards yeah, that's the in this draft, this draft. And then yeah. there might be a team that just decides that's a good fit. For them, yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, I, there is, there's no point guards in this draft. Like, I, I, I personally you, haven't probably around the twenty. Yeah, um, side of things. There's, there's another guy that we haven't mentioned in Kennedy Chandler. Um, do you think he's a first round player, or do you have him more as a second round guy? Um, I, I think he's right in that spectrum, right around that thirty kind of mark. I'm not going to be too surprised, but I don't see him really going anywhere above twenty five. I just, I, I'm again, I, similar to a Ty Ty Washington, but even more so, just the size to me. I, I'm, I don't want my point guard to be not able to guard bigger than his size. I know he's got, you know, it's good athleticism. He, he obviously has the the vertical jump, which is really impressive. But you know, it, when you're just that small, it's it's just going to limit your ability to switch out on bigger guys, and that teams are going to target you on the switches in the playoffs. So again, I don't think he's a starting point guard. I think he's a bit of a a, a, a role player and a good role player but someone who I don't really want to invest a first-round pick when I can see maybe some more upside in some of the other guys. So to me, he's sort of like the start of the second round, um, but someone who I'd feel comfortable drafting at that point and, and not too worried that he's going to be a bad player or any, anything like that. Um, let's go on to the big men. Now, similar to the guards, obviously big men, but maybe for a different reason. There's not that many... Big men in the NBA, for that matter, that are super impactful to playoff teams. You do see it a little bit with like those unique guys like Bam Adebayo, Al Horford, uh, Robert Williams to a lesser extent. Um, but the traditional center is obviously a dying breed. So we're going to go through some of these guys, some notable players in the draft. Jalen Duran, Mark Williams. I've lumped EJ Liddell into this category. He might be able to be in the next series where we're going through the wings, but I'm going to put him here. Um, Christian Coloco, Walker Kessler, and the guy from Paris, Ishmael Kamagate. Give me your rankings of these centers here, Cal. Um, okay, I'll go through it reasonably quickly and then we'll yep. touch on all of them. So yep. I, I do have Jalen Duran at the top of this list yep. personally. I then go to EJ Liddell as number two on right. this list. 
followed by your Mark Williams, then Christian Coloco, followed by Walker Kessler, and lastly, um, Kamagate. Uh, Ishmael Kamagate. Uh, it's fun, it. f- fun name to say. Uh, okay, I think we, we Alice are very similar. The only thing I would say is that I flipped Mark Williams and EJ Liddell. Um, I know you're a big EJ Liddell fan, and I am too. I, I do like myself some some Liddell. Um, before we get to those guys, do you think that Duran is like uh, separate himself from these guys? Is he a tier above these players? Do you think, or is he maybe closer to some of them than than we sort of give credit for? I did have him a tier above. We kind of touched them um, just to be that staple in defense. Total like energy bunny. He, he hops around, runs the court really well. Fit, fits today's NBA yeah. really nicely for a big uh, that can just run and defend a lot of positions and come with a lot of intensity. So I, I do actually really quite like Jalen Duran. Um, Is he starting a center in the NBA? Yeah, definitely. Is definitely. he someone who's going to be getting 30 minutes a night on a playoff team? Like I in a playoff game? I, I, I think I, like, I go above the 30 minutes. So let's say 32 minutes a yeah. game. Why not? Yeah, so he, he's not getting played <laughs> off the I, floor. I see him as a starting center. I, I think unless he's in foul trouble, yeah. uh, I think he's a starting center who can contribute on both ends, can be a rim runner, can throw it down, okay. and, and can be a shot blocker on the other end. So someone um, that can contribute. I, I kind of see it similar. I think I think he's definitely a starting uh, center in the NBA. I think he might even be like a you know the top half of the starting centers in the NBA. Um, where his potential is. He's got a bit of scoring upside and he's got some playmaking upside as a big man. Super young, one of the youngest players in the draft. Um, I th- in fact, I think he is the youngest player in the draft. So he's got a lot of time to mature and develop and, and get better on the IQ side of things. But let's go into the next um, tier for both of us. These both players are both in the same tier for me. Um, and then again, I've got another tier drop-off before the last three. Um, but I've got Mark Williams over EJ Liddell. Um What's your? What do you see EJ Liddell being in the NBA? I think he could be a small ball five, but I think he does probably cater best for your um, power forward. Yep. he's got that big frame. He can obviously guard people in the paint, but but he could also hit the three. He can spread the court as well. Yep. Um, he's more of a spot up shooter on yep. that end. I, w- I will admit that. Um, he doesn't quite have your shot creation in in the mid range. Um, or, or really in the post either. I, I think what this guy brings is spot-up shooting from the three-point um, line on offense, which is valuable. Um, if you look at someone, let's say like a P.J. Tucker, you can specialize in something like that on yep. offense. While on the defensive end, great help defender. Um, yep. Can come in, block shots. Um, even you know in fast games, he's the master of the chase down blockers. We're aware. Yeah, he loves it. Uh, he, he can get rebounds as well. I, I don't know if you're, you've been keeping up to date with the draft combine um, but His he vertical jump. won one of the categories. Do you know yeah. which one that was? It was this, the the no. It was the, the standing, the standing vertical, vertical jump. Yeah, the no run. Thirty five and a half inches. It was huge. Standing vert yeah. is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, especially for someone of his size. Yeah. Size. So he is athletic. Explains um, why he this, can get those blocks. Uh, that's right. Size, yeah, the two point yeah. six blocks. If he can just jump up like that and contest it, uh, obviously that that is something that won't be a skill that can really let's say, you know, 10 years into your career, it's something that will diminish over time yep. um, sooner than some of the other abilities. But I think what he brings now um, is, is a great, great role player um, on a team defensively and, and offensively. Is he a starter? I mean, the man put up like 20 points a game. Um, is, he, in, is, he, is he a starter in the NBA? Um, I think in a couple of years' time, yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I he, think he should kind of come in and contribute now. I'm just, I'm thinking a starter on a contender. Yeah. And, and he, he needs to get some NBA experience, but yeah, hundred percent. I think he would fit that. I think he can be that maybe the fifth starter on a good team or maybe like a sixth, seventh player on an NBA team. He's a key rotational guy, I think. Um, I just see him more as maybe like, again, I'm using all these Celtics comparisons, but <laughs> I see him as like a Grant Williams kind of type, someone who, you know, he's getting key minutes in the playoffs, really important defensive assignments. But in terms of like, it, it might be matchup dependent, you know, in, in, for example, Grant Williams, I don't see having as much to do in this Warriors series as he's done in the last couple of series. Um, so I don't know if he's like a consistent night in, night out starting player, but still an important um, sort of piece to a team. Whereas I kind of see Mark Williams as that, you know, I think he's a starting center in the NBA, maybe not like a Jalen Duran, you know, top 15. So he might, again, be played off the court in some playoff series. Um, so to me, they're close. I just think that Mark Williams, he's, he's a year and a half younger. And I think that he's probably just got a higher floor than EJ Liddell. Um, you know, we, we, we think that, you know, he's versatile with Liddell in, in terms of his size and being able to guard fives and fours and, and play great defense, hit the open shot. Um, but there's a, there's a part of me that thinks that maybe it doesn't materialize the way we, we expect it to, whereas there's no part of me that thinks Mark Williams is not going to be a good defender, a good lob threat and a good rebounder. Like, that's what he's going to do. He's not going to do much else out of that, but he's going to be really good at that. So him being like that Clint Capella, maybe not of this past year, but of the year before when we actually thought he was good, um, I, I see that that is a pretty safe bet for him. And um, speaking of measuring well at the, the NBA Combine, did you see this man's standing reach? Mark Williams? Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, look, he won that one, didn't he? Seven nine, nine foot, foot nine. Not nine foot nine. He had a, a standing reach. So oh, a standing reach. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's one inch, or sorry, two or three inches away from just touching the rim, like just standing there. That's insane. This man, um, yeah, huge wingspan. Obviously, he's got good. That bounce. is pretty wild. Yeah, um, I'm looking at the. He did um, get the best in the wingspan as well. So obviously, they do go hand in hand, don't they? So yeah. standing reach and wingspan. Mark Williams takes the belt. Yeah, he's four inches ahead of the next closest in Walker Kessler. And um, yeah, it's just, just insane um, measurable. Also so. the second tallest um, without shoes measured. Yeah, he's, so he's, he's just a beast all around. So I, I, do, I do like him as just like, you know, you're, you're very classic uh, big man. Now, how much value is that in the NBA? Um, I, a lot of people are sort of mocking him to go 13th to the Hornets. I don't know if I'd go that high. I'd rather get him at 15 to the Hornets. Um, I think that there's, I think there's like a, I know it's, I'm pick, I'm nitpicking here, but I think there is a clear, like 13 in my, in my big board. And he's kind of in that next tier, like after your Jeremy Sohans and AJ Griffins and Tari Eason's and all those other guys, I've got all those guys ahead of him. Um, so I don't know if he's like a lottery player, but he's more of a mid first for me. Um, yeah, do you think I the think lottery buzz is too much? NBA just how centers can get played off the court. Yeah. And, and to some degree, I did take that into con- consideration when I put EJ yeah. ahead of him. I would totally agree with you that Mark Williams does have a better floor. I think his floor is yeah. high. He will be a, definitely a ro- rotation piece. You see, you see someone like uh, Steven Adams, for example, yeah. um, plays big throughout the whole regular season in certain matchups. Um, we saw it in the playoffs. He got played off the court. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. Mark Williams is pretty athletic, um, more athletic than Steven Adams. 
but that will go downhill over time. And I do have question marks as to um, that playoff kind of starting center if he, if he can contribute in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, th- I think we agree there. Maybe just different philosophies on where we would draft. So let's move on to those last three guys, Christian Coloco, Walker Kessler, and Ishmael Kamagate. Um, are these first-round picks in your opinion? Um, I would say Coloco, yes, and Kessler, yes. I okay. think those guys are. I'm not too sure about Kamagate. Um, Coloco, he's actually done pretty well in the draft. He had some shooting drills, was yeah, he, a fair he few shots. He's, he's got a bit of hype around him now. He's been moving up a fair few um, draft boards yes. for that respect because he is kind of like a three and D guy. And someone like a Mark Williams doesn't give you that, um, you know, spread the court um, like someone like a Coloco. So I think he does fit in today's NBA quite nicely. Yeah, he, he, he does have that shooting ability, which has been obviously the talk since the combine. And he, I think he won one of the shooting drills or something like that. Obviously, it's a very small sample size, but at least we know that, that he's got some sort of confidence and some sort of ability to, to make that a part of his game. So I, that's why I had him ahead of these other two. And he's probably the only one of those ones that I would have sneaking into the first round. I've got him at 29 on my big board at the moment. Um, the only thing that gives me concern, obviously, he's the oldest prospect of these guys. He's 22 already. Uh, I think he I think he was a late bloomer or, or started playing he, basketball He's from Cameroon, and, and you do find the guys, obviously, from Cameroon might come in a bit later. Yeah, I think he was a soccer player or something like that for a while. Yeah, and then, yeah those Cameroon, well, they all start playing soccer, right? Yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah, and then and then <laughs> decided, oh, yeah, I'm seven foot tall. Let's let's not play soccer. Yeah. Let's so play basketball. The same things about Joel Embiid. You know, he started as a soccer player. It's just what happens over there. Yeah, so so maybe that there's a little bit more potential there for that reason, but I, I don't know how much I believe in those kind of stories. Like you can just kind of see that as a bit of a spin and to get his draft stock up there. So I don't know. So uh, I have him sneaking into the first round. Walker Kessler and Kamagate. I've got Kessler above him just for the fact that he can space the floor a little bit better at this stage. But both of them are, I think, sort of early second round picks in my opinion. Um, maybe not starters, uh, centers in the NBA, but but good rotational defensive big men. I had the same concerns for Kessler, a bit more so than Mark Williams, because I do see him definitely getting play off the floor just because he doesn't yeah. have that lateral quickness at all. So people will be hunting him. Uh, but he's a great, great rim uh, protector, yeah. for sure. He put up four and a half blocks a game. Yeah, elite block numbers. So that that is pretty, pretty wild. In terms of the draft combine as well, he did. He was right there with Mark Williams. Um, standing reach, he was number two. Yeah. And he was the tallest guy in the draft. Um, so that goes to say something. And then tied third for your wingspan. So he's a big guy. Yeah, big big dude, and and obviously he has that blocking ability, which is which is useful. Like we're not saying that the the big men are completely extinct, but like when we're thinking about it from a playoff matchup point of view, you do have to take these guys down a notch. So that will do it for us today, guys. Make sure you hit us down in the comments what you think about these guards and these bigs. Um, give us a, a like. Make sure you give it a big thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't already, um, and stay tuned for more draft content coming um, this NBA off season. See you guys.
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.